I'm going to attempt another clap. Ready? Me too. <laughs> Air clap. All right. So. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good morning, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Dr. Cinnamon here. So uh, let me introduce Dr. Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay Strauss <laughs> from Ideal Posture and Spine yes. in Charleston, South Carolina. So um, if you're watching our documentary, you have seen Dr. Cinnamon numerous times explaining stuff. <laughs> I think there's even one camera shot of her picking up dog poop. <laughs> there is. There is. We should have got a camera shot of camera yeah <laughs> if we're, want, we're not gonna ask that question we're gonna be talking to dr keto here <laughs> ketones um so um let's say you haven't seen the documentary um uh, i'm shooting a documentary in uh, charleston south carolina and the idea of the the documentary is how much can you change if you commit 100% to the chiropractors that I've come to. So not only is it changing the actual structure of the spine, but also looking at the mental and emotional health of the individual through nutrition, supplements, exercise, lifestyle, and sleeping. And I don't want to use the word holistic because as soon as you say that, oh. it, uh, people switch off. So, but it is about, it's a complete look at your life and how to change it. You're right, Marvin. It's about lifestyle, you know. You're breathing, eating, and living like the docs, right? And a lot of people ask us, actually, Seth and I were having this question this morning. A lot of people ask us, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? And it's like, I cannot explain it. I can explain it to you. It's easier said than done. For example, when I was out with the girls two weekends ago, and we were looking at food content and talking about this and that. And one of the girls is like, as soon as I see Katalia in a bathing suit, I go to the other girl's side and take a picture. She goes, you look too good in a bathing suit. She goes, I'm embarrassed to stand next to you and take a picture. <laughs> and Seth and I were talking this morning, why? It's so easy to fall off the wagon and it's so hard to get back on. So Seth and I have been doing this lifestyle for so many years, I mean, at least me 20 years that it's easy for me to eat, hypothetically speaking, pizza, ice cream, and get back on it the next day, boom. Doesn't hurt my feeling. I don't feel sorry for it. <clears throat> Waiting for the next day. Whereas we have other ladies in my life that do a whole 30. Whole 30 is this American thing where for 30 days you don't eat any meat or protein. It's only vegetables. Well, she did a whole day three. <laughs> she did three days of whole 30, and she goes, I just couldn't get back on eating healthy because you have that moment of weakness. Mm. It's mind over power, my friend. Definitely, uh, definitely. I think also um, I spoke to someone yesterday, mm. which we mm. know, mm. both of us. I'm not going to say the name, but I just said to her, it's like in, oh, in, I know who you're talking about. in certain circles, you have to reach a rock bottom before you are willing to change. Certainly. And I, and I think uh, with food, it's quite difficult to hit a rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I think cigarettes is one of the most difficult things to get off. I think that's extremely difficult to get off. Absolutely. Um, there are some, listen, I don't drink. And it was quite easy because I got blackouts. 
and then I and I didn't get the blackout where um, I go to sleep. It was the like <laughs> consciousness disappears, but this body is still, still continuing <laughs> and causing <laughs> chaos. And then you wake up the next day and you hear about it. And in those situations, it's quite easy to hit your rock bottom because you see the destruction that that this, let's say, thing is doing to you. Mm -hmm. It's the same with, let's say, narcotics. It's a little bit easier. <laughs> let's say you had to buy chocolate like you had to do heroin. You had to put yourself... I didn't do Yummy. heroin, okay? <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> but let's say you had to go into a very dodgy neighborhood. You have to put let's say your life slightly at risk to go get this narcotic yeah and you know that it's illegal and stuff like then it's also a lot easier to realize what this isn't good for me but i think with food um it's so readily available we were in a shop yesterday if i look over my shoulder it's because there's a, a ghost a, there's a small doctor in front of me and there's a huge doctor behind me giant <laughs> um we were in a shop yesterday and we were buying sponges and we were about to check out at the self-checkout and then there were these boxes of cookies on special. I'm like, someone has a food problem. They were literally like, I fucking made it. Finish line. <laughs> check out. I didn't, I didn't pick up that dodgy shit that I walked past and then that last minute, just as they feel like, fuck, I can get out of here then they almost have like that relapse thought. And I think food is extremely difficult to get off. It's an emotional attachment, Marve. It's a total emotional attachment. It's like we said at the fall nutrition fix. If I tell you not to have sex with your wife for five days, you're like, yeah, sure, easy, done. You're like, I can handle it. If I tell you not to eat for five days, you're like, what? What do you mean? We have this emotional attachment. It's our comfort food, whether we're mm -hmm. sad, whether we're happy, whether we celebrate, whether it's our birthday. I mean, food, food, brings family together or mm. relationships together so yeah it's an emotional attachment and even taking that con that metaphor of yours further let's say we don't go extreme don't eat for you said i think in the workshop three days. three days so for example don't eat for three days very difficult but tell someone don't eat bread for three days oh. or don't eat gluten for three days they'll be like well what do you eat <laughs> Good one. If I cut out gluten, so, then what do I actually have? That's all I eat. <laughs> and not only that, then it's like, uh, is rice gluten? <laughs> That's a good one. Is, is beans gluten? Yeah, and no, all of a sudden you don't know. And uh, I listened to a podcast on uh, Joe Rogan, and they had some... He gets a lot of interesting people on, but there was this guy, the company does nutrition and they help athletes become healthy nutritionally. And they say they have, they have two determinations. One is a chef and one is a cook. So they start by teaching all the athletes to be cooks. Mm. And a cook means you are given the recipe and ingredients. Mm. Go do it. But in the long run, they want them to be chefs where they can go into the supermarket and go choose what, and I quite like that distinction because staying with you guys, I'm, I'm not even yet a cook. Um, <laughs> I'm like the retard pot wash that is going to check with the cooks. The sous chef. <laughs> he was actually my sous chef. What do you need me to do? And I'm like, pum, 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 pum. But I quite like that because, um, uh, yeah, I've got to become a cook that follows instructions. And then after a long period of time, figuring out what works for me, what doesn't work for me, I can become a chef. 
And, and you're right, Marva, that's one of the biggest ob objections I get from patients is, but I don't cook. Because it's so easy to either get fast food or go to Zaxby, you know, just, just go in, get the food already pre-made and whatnot. And honestly, if you want to be healthy, mm -hmm. you cannot go out to eat on a regular basis. I have another patient, he's having um, bowel issues. His stool just isn't consistency. His consistency isn't solid. Sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning over here. <laughs> no, it's not. And I tell him, I said, 10 days. 10 days. Plan 10 days to not go out to eat. Yeah. You know what he tells me? I can't do it. And then, you know what? I just sort of throw my hands up. I go, well, I can't help you. That's your problem. That's your health. Yeah. You have to cook. Another portion in Puerto Rico, when I was there uh, two months ago, Katali, how do, how do you still look so good? Do, do you cook at home? And I go, it's the only reason I look so good and I'm so healthy is because I cook at home. Mm. So that's number one. You have to start cooking at home. Okay, but so let's say you cook at home. <laughs> so, Without gluten. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's... Um... And expensive. That's the other one. It's so expensive. Yeah, but... Mm -hmm. So, again, looking over my shoulder, my first point of Ghost. contact with posture and spine is the the strong doctor behind me. But um, it's so deep, though, this whole nutritional thing, because it's okay. like, yes, it's expensive. But then it's like the counter argument is, well, if you don't buy shit, you if you buy shit, you have to eat a lot of food. Yeah. And if you eat less food, then it's not that expensive. Yeah. Then it's like... Um, or your health. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off mm. right there because it goes like this. Well, it's expensive. Yeah, well, it's either going to be cheap now and expensive in the long run when you're sick, going to hospital bills and now trying to do everything in your power to get healthier or you invest a little bit of that expense now so that when you're 60, 70, 80s, you're not in the hospital, you're not trying to lose weight, you're not trying to get rid of heart disease or something like mm. that. Two points. So I don't want to do like a nutritional workshop because it's just too deep and it's a little bit overwhelming. Like even the, 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 the workshop we did the other night, it mm -hmm. can be quite overwhelming when you Absolutely. get all the stuff like, so the workshop touched on the pots and pans that you use and how there's chemicals coming off that stuff. And, and I'm like, oils. I just wanted to know if I'm allowed to eat avocado. Like, <laughs> are you telling me not to have this pot and pan in my house? So it can get a little bit overwhelming. Um, if people wanted to email you guys and say, send me the, the slideshow. Um, um, that's something Dr. Seth and I have to discuss because yeah. we can send you slideshow. One you may not understand. Yeah. And it's it, just that uh, if you, it's like somehow make contact with posture and spine if you're in the Charleston area mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you feel like having a bit of a chat and figuring things out then. Oh, we can get on a nice call. We have no problem emailing simple questions. And honestly, when it comes to nutrition, we're not going to get into details. The three things, I tell four things. The four things I tell people, nutrition starts here. Stop dairy, carbohydrates, yes, y'all, that's gluten. You can Google where gluten is found in. Sugars, 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 sugars. And, oh, I'm forgetting the, the fourth, fourth one. one. What is the fourth one? Sugars, dairy, gluten. <coughs> hey, Doc, I'm having a brain fart. What are the four things we tell people not to eat? Four things. Yeah, is it just three? Sugar, dairy, refined carbohydrates. Oh, abort. Three things. 
That's it. I mean, those are the biggest three. Yeah. Yeah. Nutrition and a plate. Done. So it's just so weird because if you look at the old era, oh, fuck, we are evolving constantly. But the old totally. science was like just before you go do your marathon, then <laughs> throw your Stop pasta. Yourself. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because pasta, it gives you energy, carbohydrates. They don't understand that these energy and these carbohydrates turn into inflammation. It actually weighs you down. How many times have you eaten a bowl of pasta and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so full? Or even even pizza. Mm. versus you get a can of sardines you're running through the field you're like oh man i feel great 30 minutes later you get a bowl of pasta 30 minutes later you are still feeling full and heavy mm. different perception. so i want to maybe let's spend maybe 10 minutes discussing why we don't want to eat these three things then i want to go into the quickly about the gut biome if we can talk about that because Absolutely. i found something quite cool and changing within my gut biome since i've been here uh, which uh, is interesting and then the the thing that i want to talk about are tests that can help you identify what is good or bad for you uh, we have you have a few tests at your Oficina? institute institute <laughs> and then um also supplements yeah. um which will probably be about half an hour discussion because i find it i just find it interesting that we can't get all the nutrients from our rivers and farms yeah. and you got to take pills and it's just uh, it just blows my mind so yeah. the three things we said is carbs carbohydrates but can we break it down into for example carbs and gluten two separate things mm, because no. i think people struggle to so, oh okay. okay let's I, say I, I, I hear you it took you know, me a second to process yeah so we can say let's say carbs gluten sugar okay. and dairy mm -hmm. so let's start with dairy okay um and maybe explain the concept of inflammation in your body that is caused by food absolutely so we'll start with dairy the best analogy i like to tell patients and they get shocked is you know we all grew up with dairy dairy what Makes you nice and strong. It's full calcium. calcium. Yeah. <laughs> Fortified vitamin D. It's strong for your bones. And you know what? At a moment in time, that would have been correct, right? We didn't know any better. Moving forward, let's talk about it. What is dairy for? It's for a 300 pound calf. It's that simple. It's for a 300. We are the only mammals. This calf. This. <laughs> the leg calf, y'all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It comes a moment in time that even that baby calf, am I saying it right? Yeah. Calf? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weans off mom's tit, man. It just stops drinking it. Monkeys, even dolphins. Don't even know if dolphins have freaking milk. <laughs> even Tyrannosaurus Rex babies Rex stop babies, drinking like, that shit. Yes, even fish. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody weans off. <laughs> and here we are as humans drinking another mammal's milk for consumption mm. to grow healthy let it be because hey maybe mom's breast didn't produce any milk yes i understand the the concept of substitution but now moving forward we are smarter and we realize that this milk isn't made for us humans that is probably taken in the short term could it help a baby thrive sure but is it meant to be drank for 25 30 years even 85 i still know people that buy gallons of milk on a daily basis mm. So number one, it's not made for human consumption. Why? It has um, lactose. We all have a lactose gene. 
and everybody processes lactose differently. And this gene isn't necessary. Like I said, it's not for us. Therefore, it causes inflammatory response. Not everything that is out there for us is specific for us. Or, you know, we all have genes that we can turn on and turn off, right? And if we have these genes, this, is this coffee that I'm drinking that has dairy in it, dairy does not really affect me. Like, it affects other people. And in my, in my theory, Carolyn Burson, my wellness coach, wouldn't agree with this, but... Everything in moderation is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crack cocaine. Crack cocaine in moderation. Twice a year isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sorry, on that topic, because I've, I've watched you now, uh -huh. I think your body does um, manage some of these things better than some bodies. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you're not as sensitive as certain bodies. Correct. Like if I had to eat some of the stuff or have some of the stuff you've had, then I'm like, and it's weird because there's bigger surface for that little bit of milk to spread through. You know, you have like a very small surface volume within your body, but your body handles it. My body handles it fine. I don't, I don't get bloating. I don't get gassy. I don't get diarrhea. I don't get headaches. No, but I do have a sensitivity to cow milk. So I know it's causing inflammation within my body. What is it causing? You sometimes can't feel inflammation. Mm. I felt inflammation three years ago. I got this lip rash. That's how I actually brought in this inflammatory, the food sensitivity into the practice. Should we just get into this topic now? It's going into the food sensitivity. Let's topic. not, because uh, <laughs> one professor, Jakub Geldenes, told me, what I don't like is that I really like the topics you talk about, but you keep on jumping. And I would jumping. like to go into depth about the one. So we're talking about the Dairy. three things that we don't want to have, and we'll get to the test Perfect. later. Thanks. So dairy is a pro-inflammatory. Yeah. The calcium and the vitamin D that's in the dairy is actually added in by humans in the manufacturing process. Why? Does it probably have its natural nutrients? Yes, but since it's illegal for us to get it from the cow tit and into our mouth, it has to go through a boiling process, then it has to go through this mechanical process, and then they have to remove the fat, probably add some antibiotics or probiotics to kill the shit that's in there. Therefore, it's great for human consumption. And it's good for business if you have that rule that you're not allowed to have it directly from the cow, because then there's all these intermediaries making money. Exactly. Exactly. So, Whereas if we were out in nature, we would probably have it straight from the cow. It's just like, I wish we, we could develop technology where you can take a little thermo thermometer, how do you yeah, call it? thermometer. And you just stick it into whatever you're about to consume and it will tell you a score from 0 to 10 how healthy how it is. How healthy it is. And what you exactly get out of it. So, for yeah. example, if you... Hmm? Yeah. Done. So, for example, let's take some milk from the cow. Let's stick my thermometer in that and see how much calcium is in there. Let's see everything that's in there. And I think that's the future at one point. Because maybe it's healthy to drink a pint of milk directly from a cow once a month. That's, uh, yeah. We don't know. I've never drank milk directly from a cow. But again, yeah. could it be healthy? Sure. From the cow, does it have... Pr yes. Would it make you grow? Would it make a baby thrive? Yes. But I really don't know the benefits in detail, then, so we're going to make that thermometer. Yeah, <laughs> but can you imagine? Then oh. it's like there's no more arguments. Because I think the, the problem at the moment, there's no real evidence to substantiate certain ideologies or arguments. or so for, well, Like we're talking, like yes there is, but I'm talking about you literally like... like naturally. Let's just like fucking naturally. walk around and be like... 
like naturally. this coffee here let me put it in like <laughs> let me see how much this mars bar that's in front of me let me put it like it will tell you everything that you got to know and like it comes up like on the screen yeah. you know like minority minority report with tom cruise we yes. have this invisible so then you put it in this invisible screen Boom. comes up and yes. it got all this shit oh that would be fabulous <laughs> fabulous but now there's research stating that cow milk for human consumption is actually causing osteoporosis it is a fact it is known ah! therefore again we continue to evolve osteoporosis but it's filled with fortified vitamin d and calcium mm. yeah but it's fake supplements that the human industry is adding to this already processed milk not only that again it's not made for human consumption it is a fact it's causing osteoporosis is a pro-inflammatory period no 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 but we i know with dr katali and i are already behind time okay there, there's no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying there's no research if me and you are standing next to a certain product or a certain cow. Because when you go into the fields onto different farms, we can't stand there and say this cow has been given this, this, oh, this, this, this. No, but you don't hear me. What I'm saying is when I talk about this cow, I'm standing next to this cow, I'm about to take its milk. There's no statistics at that point as the milk come out, what this cow's been on, what type of grass it's been eating and all of that. So I'm saying a specific cow. Well, a specific cow that's in an organic yeah, I'm, farm. But I'm not talking, I'm not talking about... No, um, the majority of cows in America are Holstein cows. That's yeah. a specific species of But look, cows is an example of products it's a product that i'm talking about yeah but i'm talking he's talking about just a regular cow i'm right talking now. about cows, cow right meat fish vegetables <laughs> so you have a thermometer that you can stick into any product that you're about to consume i'm, not, I'm just saying lactose as an example if you've taken three generations of cows that hasn't been eating gen uh Genetically modified. Genetically modified stuff that hasn't been in stressful environments, uh, that has been looked after as if it's been. And then three generations later, you can stick something in because that milk might be different from the milk that we're purchasing at the moment. And that's the oh, idea. Yes. Oh, it's totally, it would totally be, be different. Which will be interesting. Then possibly we're at the... So it, it will be cool to have this tool that... That we're going to make out. There is this overall <laughs> blanket, <laughs> but maybe if we'd use certain farming techniques or something. The same as uh, we were in the shop yesterday and we didn't want to buy the farm-raised salmon. Yeah. So there's certain farming <clears throat> techniques that might change certain products. Oh, the genetic... Over the genetic, a long oh, period yeah, of the time. the offsprings. Absolutely, Marvin. It would. It would. Totally would. You know, they're feeding farm-raised. <laughs> Do fish eat corn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, but farm-raised fishy corn. <laughs> Is that what they throw the fish? Oh, my God, they throw the fish whatever you freaking want. No it's way. It's human-made food. Okay. For cows and, and the feed that we give, I really don't know the specifics, but I'm almost positive that when you do a farm-raised um, farm, you feed them whatever is yeah. gonna 
plump the fish and make them grow fast. Mm. Which could be corn, wheat, rice. Stuff that thigh rubber. Mm. Stuff that literally the fish don't naturally eat in the ocean. It's so weird though that you have, <laughs> let's say, the FDA that is having to put their stamps on everything. <laughs> and it's like, it just seems like such a redundant fucking bullshit thing. But anyway, let's not get into that. Okay. That is a podcast for another day. Yes. <laughs> We sit down with the Illuminati and ask them, why are you putting your stamps in the form of FDA? (laughs) Okay, so next one. So inflammation into the body with uh, dairy. So why is gluten so bad for you? Gluten. Or carbohydrates. So what's the different types of carbs that you get? Is that also a different podcast for one day? Yeah, that'll be a totally different podcast for one day. But let's talk about the gluten itself. So gluten, it's found in wheat. Wheat has two proteins. It has the germ cell and the gluten. Right? I think it's the germ cell and the gluten. So <clears throat> when it's bleached, they remove the outside shell of it. So then you know how you have whole wheat and bleached wheat? One of them is brown and one's white. Mm. They actually bleach the brown one and remove the outing and give you the white one. Same thing they do with white rice. White rice is usually brown, and then they bleach it. And, and fried rice? <laughs> delicious. Soy sauce. <laughs> Soy sauce. MSG on the delicious fried rice. <laughs> so the gluten, again, the bread that we eat today is not the bread Jesus made. Mm. I don't know how long ago was Jesus, 2,000 years ago, B.C., A.C. We're not going to get into that. You know what I'm saying. It's not the same type of... Where are you going this weekend? <laughs> Silence. Silent <laughs> night. <laughs> and <clears throat> the way that we used to eat before was literally non-processed. Grandma picked it from the fields. She probably grounded it at home, etc., etc. Hmm. It, it would take days to get the yeast growing and grow, etc. Now moving forward, technology is just like dairy. Our wheat is most likely genetically modified. It's farm-raised. Now it has all these pesticides. And the gluten part of it, it, pro- it's, it probably isn't that bad. But now we eat gluten on a daily basis, just like we did with dairy. We start growing up within a daily basis, and our bodies can't handle the same shit every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we were out in the wild, we wouldn't have access to gluten on a, or, or wheat on a daily basis. It's a process. Therefore, the gluten in it, just like the dairy, it's a pro-inflammatory. It actually has um, gliadin. Is it glycine or gliadin? Gliadin. Gliadin. Oh, I was right. It's one or the other, you know? It's just bilingual. <laughs> What's it in Spanish? No idea. <laughs> Glutino. <laughs> I don't know what it is in Spanish. Okay, let's listen. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> we just know that uh, gliadin. Gliadin is an outside coating of mm. the of, of the wheat germ. Therefore, we already know. Again, techn- not technology. Research shows that gliadin is a toxic. And it's toxic for us. So what do you have to do with the wheat? Now you have to soak them overnight, which is mm. very similar to what you have to do with legumes. It has all these fights, 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 Starts with a P, eight. Facets. It's not facets. <laughs> Faucets. <laughs> yeah, this is getting into a lot of technical terms, but there's on the outside, 
it's actually a repellent for bugs so that mm. the, the, the not the animals so that the, the germ the weak germ can actually grow and it protects itself mm. it has these outer coatings that are not made for human consumption therefore you have to soak them overnight so that actually this out and disappears moving forward etc gluten nowadays gluten is just a pro-inflammatory just like dairy because the the, the 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 idea I get here when you talk, it's almost like marijuana. It's like, uh, like marijuana. we're going to go from gluten to <laughs> yes. marijuana. But it's like <laughs> marijuana is not bad for you. If you want to use now a blanket term, it's so mm -hmm. difficult to say this. Yes. But where was it grown? By who was it refined and processed? And what is the whole process from even before the seed went into the earth? It's like if you go do... Um, if you want to study how good wine comes about, uh, it's about what has the earth gone through where they plant the vines mm -hmm. this last X amount of decades. Then it's that. Then it's like a long-term process until they actually give you the bottle. And it's mm -hmm. almost like the same with marijuana. Like, what is the process that it's gone through? So some marijuana, I feel or believe, I, again, no statistics here, or but I think it's it's really good. You know, please enjoy yourself, and some of it will be bad, and it's the same with gluten. There's some gluten in a certain amount that might possibly be okay for you. Yeah, absolutely. Again, and like I say, anything in moderation is good, but now our moderation is just every day. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Let me just say something about marijuana real quick. So you're right. <laughs> I go to Colorado a few years ago, and we end up going to the cool little, you know, it's legal in Colorado, the shops. And I was actually shocked at the ingredients. I yeah. thought it was just, you know, marijuana, period. Yeah. Right? Cannabis, you know, sativa, indica, whatever they call it. The ingredients that were actually on the marijuana plant, like when you buy it, and at the end it goes, and love, period. So uh -huh. it's marijuana, and then bam, 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 bam. I was like, oh, my God, there's more than just a leafy green in here. Come on, uh -huh. and love. And there's lots of love in this marijuana. So yes, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> if you don't if you don't grow it in your backyard, you have no idea what's in there. Mm. No idea. I'm good, thank you. I'm great, thanks. Um, okay. I'm right just, in the backyard. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not that. I'm just thinking like, how the fuck do we get onto marijuana? Because that's another podcast. I actually wanted to get a professor in South Africa on to talk about marijuana oh, and cool. CBD and all the research that they did. And she's been flying around doing a few things. But fortunately, uh, the weight of my podcast uh, was not uh, enticing enough for her to say yes. So really? <laughs> She got a she got a message from a random motherfucker that was like, "Would you like to talk about marijuana on the live air?" Yes, right. <laughs> and she probably looked at some of the the content that I have there. Anyway, moving on. So we talked about gluten now. Gluten. What's the third one that you said? Sugar. Sugar. So I think the mis uh, the mis the. The war perception here is sugar means these little white grains. Yes, so. which is made by humans. <laughs> oh my God, here we go again. Yeah. There's natural sugar. There's honey, which is great. There's maple syrup, which is great for sweetening your tea, making your pancakes. But now the humans 
I really don't know how they made sugar and where it actually comes from, but I just know it's human made. It's not mm. naturally grown in. And do we call that refined sugar? Yes. So whenever a human has, whenever you see white things that you put into something, mm -hmm. that's called refined sugar. That's called refined All sugar. All other sugars, if you're uh, in the uh, nutritional world, becomes glucose and... Glucose, sucralose, fruct fructose, yeah, and then there's honey, there's it's agave. It's naturally there's within the... Yeah, it's actually made in nature. And then yeah. there's refined sugar, which is actually made by humans. And when you have that refined sugar, I mean, these three things that we're talking about, dairy, gluten, and sugar, all come down to one simple basic word, inflammation. Inflammation, it causes inflammation, and inflammation is the root cause of all diseases. So if you want to go back and be like, well, why am I not healthy? Why are you eating? Do you have diabetes? Do you have cholesterol? Do you have a stroke? Do you have high blood pressure? Whatever the case may be, do you have bloating, swelling, ankles? Who knows? It comes back to your diets. What type of inflammation are you eating that you're not getting any better? So inflammation, if I understand you correctly, it means what you just said. I feel bloated. Skin rash. I mean, inflammation is so broad. You I know, mean, I have a lot of pain in my body and I don't know why. Inflammation. Yes, inflammation. I feel headache. like I have a hangover. Inflammation. inflammation. I'm feeling foggy today. I just yeah. can't say. Inflammation. So my, my, because something that. Sinus. Uh, inflammation i thought i had allergies so this is the thing that i thought about last night which we'll get to a bit later but i'm off antidepressants and neuroregulator neurological regulator epilepsy pill whatever so let's say that cost me 400 rand a month gone hmm. then i was using nasal sprays the whole year because of the allergies on the farm mm -hmm. <laughs> those trees <laughs> those goddamn trees and the fucking bees fucking i hear leaves. bees are good for allergies actually they, are. <laughs> they take away your allergies everyone's like hey bees around it's bad for my allergies so bees are like probably one of the most important insects <laughs> in the world so um so no more money on nasal sprays then uh, so if you take away all of that then suddenly you have money to spend on good quality products yes boom drop the mic this podcast over i mean did you yeah. get it y'all <laughs> in this in, in this podcast we throw the the other person with the mic we don't drop boom. it <laughs> if you're gonna break it make it worth it on camera <laughs> totally <laughs> so um that's inflammation. That's inflammation. And you know what's so sad, Marve? When I got my food sensitivity, which we're going to talk in a second, one of, one of the things that I came out positive was cane sugar. And I was shocked. I didn't even know I could be allergic to sugar or anybody could be allergic mm. to sugar. But sugar is hidden in so many things. You don't even know that sugar in your tomato sauce. There is sugar in, obviously, all your sweets. So we're not even going to get there because everybody's smart. We know that there's sugar in yeah. sweets. In bread, there's sugar in bread. There is sugar in, sometimes in butter. There's sugar in sour cream. I mean, where you least expect it. Seth and I were at the shop trying to find, I was dying three years ago. I wanted to cook something sweet. Out of the whole section, in the sweet section, I was trying to find one. I, was, I almost felt like a diabetic, mm. you know, looking for that cookie that didn't have any sweet. Two things that didn't have sugar that I can actually make at home and sweeten it myself with either a banana or applesauce or honey or maple syrup, cornbread. Cornbread batter was the only thing I could do. And it was another one which I wasn't very appetizing, so I didn't buy it. Mm. But everything has either coconut sugar or this sugar. So if you wanted to buy something without sugar, it's very minimal, mm. very minimal amount of stuff. It's crazy, like even like- Even we jerky has sugar. 
Meat, dehydrated meat and sugar. It's like, a, you know, you can buy tomato puree or relish, or we have this thing called chakalaka, which is like the spicy type of Indian yeah, curry thing. Like anything, you can buy, uh, um, what do you call it? Peas. Peas, yeah. <laughs> Peas will have sugar in it. It's like... Even pickles. Pickles have sugar in it. And it's crazy to see... Uh, um, what all of this does uh, with your pain tolerance? It all, it all goes back to inflammation. Inflammation, it causes swelling, it causes your arteries to dilate, it causes so much. So your body, instead of spending the time of healing and repairing, we continue to buy, hypothetically speaking, the cheap bread or the sodas because we're addicted. I mean, we are addicted to food. Is that plain and simple? That's so why we can't stop eating for three days. Or it's hard for us to eat healthy because we're always snacking. Mm. And we don't realize that either the Gatorade that has electrolytes, I mean, even the social media has brainwashed it to be like, oh my God, I'm so dehydrated, I need a Gatorade, I'm so hungover, I need the yeah. electrolyte, I need Pedialyte. You look at the back of a fucking Pedialyte, holy shit, there's like 42 grams of sugar. I'm like, how is this taking your hangover over? How is this making your hangover better? <laughs> how is it finishing your hangover? Yeah, a straight sugar yeah. even when you go for a diabetes test they give you a thing to shut down a straight sugar what? to see if your insulin level goes up you just spat me a fucking shot of sugar but it's like so i think like if anyone listens to this it's like um i think it's not about beating us up ourselves up about it it's like you don't know you don't and know. then you get to realize because even so this was what i went through i went through like anti-sugar years ago you know i haven't had sugar in my coffee for at least five years unless you know my brother made a mistake because i don't see him ever so i have been off refined sugar for a very long time unless i have a bit of a cheat you know mars bar but then it goes even deeper to even a fucking banana is wrong for you. Even grapes are wrong for you. Even an apple is wrong for you. And then it's like, I finally made this big change in my life of not having refined sugar. You're telling me I can't have bananas? And it's like, I don't know if I can go there. I don't know if, <laughs> if I have the discipline and the commitment. So... But here, I, need, I need to say something about that. So to a certain extent, yes, you can have banana. Yeah. Yes, you can have grapes. Yeah, I'm just talking broad-centered. Broad because, for example, I used to have like sugar, um, blood sugar levels would go down. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But we figured out it's my medication. Mm -hmm. So I would be like, I need something just because I'm going to throw up. I'm going to pass out, whatever. So I'll be like, fucking banana's not going to be that bad to just quickly have now. And it's like, no. So it's even like, but what I'm trying to say is for people that are trying to climb onto the wagon, just give yourself a break. Oh, it is deep, it is, but it's incrementally you implement it and it's the lesser of two evils yeah. and then slowly you get to like... Absolutely. If you have to stop eating your ice cream and have three bananas, eat three bananas yeah. and eating the ice cream all day. Yeah. All day. If you have to have your mango and your pineapple as a smoothie so you don't have that... I don't know, Diet Coke that's full of sugar. Yes, man, it's just little baby changes. And one thing I like to recommend my patients is, great, once you've moved that step into your nutritional health, now that you're like, all right, I've discarded the ice cream, the cookies, the Oreo cookies mm. and all that, now where am I minimize, Where am I going to minimize my sugar content? Yeah. So can you have a banana once a week? 
twice a week? Yes. But now next week, it'll be a different fruit. So now it's not going to the shop and buying a six-pack of banana every Sunday. That's just <clears throat> too much sugar now, consumption. Now you've eaten 16 bananas yeah. in one month. Too much. How about four bananas in a month? Mm. Or just one a month, you know? And then grapes. Keep in mind, seasonal. In Africa, in South Africa, do you have bananas year-round? I don't know. In yes. Puerto Rico, we do. Yes. Obviously, you have grapes year-round because you guys have vineyards. <laughs> uh, maybe so. We don't have we don't have grapes on the vines all year round. You don't. But we don't have them in the shops either all year round. No. Oh. So the grapes aren't all year round, but like apples, bananas, oranges, narches, they're pretty much strawberries and grapes are the two that it's very like seasonal. Avocados are all year round. All year round. Yeah. See, and again, it's having that variety where. If apples are January to March, eat apples January to March. And then from March to July is grapes and stop the apples at the grapes. Okay, okay. See? And then from August to September is bananas and eat the bananas. That's what it is. Rotating. Mm. And then knowing that if you're out in the wild and you find a little thing of grapes, it's not unlimited grapes. <laughs> like yeah. you go to the shop, it's that little ramito. Mm. And then you have your 10 grapes and that's it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a deep, deep thing, this uh, nutrition thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I like what I sometimes say to people, um, not on this, but like in other areas of life, I'm like, listen, we're getting your uh, primary school <laughs> right now. Oh you're in kindergarten, okay? So just see it, like you're going to go through kindergarten, primary school, high school. We're going to get you like a bachelor's degree. Then you're going to get your honors, then your master's, then your PhD. So it's not like next month I'm looking like, the old Brad Pitt because <laughs> the new one is a bit old it's a little old still <laughs> we, hot you can see which, uh, which era I grew up in I don't know who's the current uh, hottie around on the movie circuit yeah in my 20s I knew who and yeah. now I just... she's 23 but she does know who Brad Pitt is beautiful <laughs> let's change the podcast into who, who do you rate the top 10 hottest Hollywood actor <laughs> <laughs> So I think also for some people, it's like, uh, because it's like, I see you and Dr. Seth and it's like, you guys have been doing it for so long and it's so natural and there's discipline. It's like, you don't get there within a day, oh, you know, no. it's a, it's a if slow process. And I think, um, a year, I give my patients minimum of a year with me Yeah. and they go a year and you want fast results. It's been four weeks and I have mm. to bring them back and be like one year. Slow and steady changes. Yeah, because I think a lot of people start these things and um, they don't see the results or they, they hang around people that give them a hard time. That It's like, dude, you've been fucking suffering for two months and you don't look different. And it's like people don't realize the slow changes that happens. And mm -hmm. um, so I think it's definitely the support you get around you, the people you hang out and giving yourself... And also this whole thing of, you know, falling off the bandwagon or just quickly jogging next to it. You know, just quickly <laughs> jog next to the, the wagon and then you jump back on. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, you know, it's how do you have this discipline, whether it's a friend or a coach that can go, I had, I slammed pizza and Oreo cookies last night. Yeah. And today I'm having Chick-fil-A or the fast food. Okay, great. Then you got to call. You know how we have moral support, your AA, your mentors, yeah. or your, your confident. Yeah. You have to call that confidence to just reel you back in. I have if some you don't have the willpower. Yeah. I have some people, they like, uh, we, we said, listen, alcohol is not good for us. 
and then it's like cool we're gonna try not to do that and then every now and again some of my friends will be like i was drinking and i was like and i was i normally ask them did you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> and generally the response is no <laughs> i'll be like cool so let's try not to do that again yeah. you know it's just like no judgment no like whatever no, no Dude, judgment. let's just move forward you know we've taken a few steps back but let's but always move forward and always find your why marve always find your why but is there if you take maybe there is a study on this again you guys are so much more um read up about the topics if you took rats and you gave you got them addicted to alcohol and you got them addicted to refined sugar what does it become like for the rats when they go cold turkey on those two substances oh my god it's going through withdrawals both of those refined both, sugar yeah. and I don't know much about the alcohol. I know more about the refined sugar. I know the But alcohol. is it rough going off refined sugars? Oh my God, yes. People, it's just like coffee. People go through withdrawals. Do you get yeah. hangry? Oh, yes. I mean, there was a study where they actually gave the rats a uh, little cocaine water, a little sugar water, and a little regular water. Okay. Cocaine water, sugar water, and regular water. Yeah, Dr. Seth told me, I think, about this. And they let the rats one. loose. There's a few crazy rats with the heroin. Yeah. There's like two or three. A lot of rats drank that water, but most of the rats ended up with the sugar water. It's an addiction. It lights up your brain, literally lights up your mm. brain like on fire. Mm. It makes you happy. That's why that moment of gorging on that Oreo cookie, you go, oh my God, it's so good. But then the moment you get away from them for three to five days, you go through withdrawals. Be awesome to see, like, Cravings. if you if you if you hook Headaches. up people with the 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 thing on the head, the and it's like with the cables. Please snort a line of cocaine, and if you can't find any uh, people that's willing to do that, I can hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> you totally <laughs> inject you a couple of milliliters of heroin. You have, for example, an Oreo cookie, yeah, and you have some alcohol, and let's see what it does to the brain waves and all of that. Yeah. So if we talk about rats here, that's being uh, used as test dummies. Mm -hmm. is, is, is organizations like PETA upset when we say stuff oh, like absolutely. that? Oh, absolutely. They sure don't like is. it. I know, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all about uh, human life and care for them, but yeah. that's just the reality. Like, like we like to test on the rats. We. <laughs> We are welcoming um, them to test on us if they um, can capture us. Anybody that's listening, you know the FDA is testing on us regardless. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Whether it's with foods or mandatory vaccines, which we're not going to get into a topic on that, but whether it is, they are testing us. I'm sorry, you know those planes that fly by and they mm. drop um, those, those white lines? I don't see that, though. You don't see that in South Africa. Well, we see this in America. You look up into the sky, and there's just these white lines. And I'm sorry, they are throwing stuff into the environment. For what? I don't know. While we sleep at night, they have trucks that spray into the sidewalks, and into the environment to kill mosquitoes and to kill what else? I don't know. For all we know, it could be flu, flu drugs, antibiotics. Yeah. I have no idea. But, yeah, yeah, we're human experiments. We just don't know it. So why are you such a big advocate of flu vaccines? <laughs> <laughs> if I tell you, Marva, here's a spoon with a little cancer in it. Ask, open your mouth. Would you take it? Yeah. It's just a little open. No. And then we feel like, you know, a flu vaccine is a toxin that we're purposely putting in our body. Period. No bueno. It's crazy, huh? But this is, again, this is all topics for a different day. It is. Um, I'm going to move on to the gut biome because a lot of what we're talking about is... Um, I think like what you guys have accomplished with me, um, obviously it's us because I have to work with you, mm -hmm. but uh, I've basically, uh, 
I've just given myself as a test dummy. And you been, see? Human experiment. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> been like, I wake up roughly what time they tell me and go to bed and listen, eat this, eat this. But I think what's happened is that if I, this whole gut biome, so my stomach wasn't feeling great when I got here. I think obviously the travel, the stress of coming here, the excitement, and it took a few days. Then we went on to the diet and then my body just fucked out. Like I... I I was basically constipated for five or six days. And if I did go to the bathroom, it wasn't solid stool. It was more like a strange uh, liquidy type of thing, but not even like a diarrhea. It was, it's almost like when you see in those movies where uh, uh, somebody gets taken over by a ghost and then they have to puke it out and it's, it's this weird oily. Slimy. Yeah, so it was very strange. And now this last two weeks like my body feels good and it's like if we eat pizza like we do like it feels like my body 100 percent gets rid of what it doesn't want the next day mm-hmm. if that makes sense so yeah. in the past my body will just hold on to everything i ate it really struggles to digest digest but also like the body is this amazing thing like you give it fucking poison it will somehow find the nutrients out of the poison yeah. keep it and try to flush out everything and i think my body previously couldn't flush now it's like flushing and it's amazing amazing. and is is that connected to the gut biome and how does that whole process work well let's talk about a little bit but what is the gut biome basically it's the life in your gut the bacteria that we have inside it we have good bacteria we have bad i'm not going to call it bad bacteria because our body doesn't hold on to bad bacteria yeah but it's the billions of life bacteria that we have there that's keeping us alive and healthy either to remove the toxins either to make neurotransmitters to absorb i mean it is a family in there Mm. and when that is happy in your gut we don't realize that whatever we put in has to process it If, if if that's happy your health is happy if you're putting shit in it you're gonna get shit out of it it's that simple you put stuff in and and the communication between your gut biome and your brain is massive. You know, that's why, you know, you get uh, the butterflies. You know, you get oh, little yeah? butterflies, mm. that little gut feeling. Mm. That is your, your, like, your inner soul talking to you. So always listen to that gut feeling. It connects with the brain and it talks to it left and right. Now, I'm missing this. I need that. That gut feeling, you're like, well, I can't breathe. I'm a little anxious. I mean, that is your gut and brain connection. But what, okay, but let's break it down now to gut biome feeling brain 101. I'm 13 years old. <laughs> There's this pretty girl and I want to go tell her she's pretty. So now I feel the butterfly. So, <laughs> butterfly. so what is the, what is what trying to tell what there? As a connection. So we have our enteric plexus. Yeah. It's its own separate nervous system and yeah. the gut. But of course nervous system is connected to the brain and the spinal cord yeah so like i said hormones neurotransmitters are made here so that feeling of i love this girl i think i like this girl it's not only made in your gut but it's also made in your brain they communicate so now you go well do i tell her this or do i tell her not it's just a feeling just letting you know that we're alive not only because our brain is Mm. here and you can understand but we're alive because of this gut biome if this gut biome is filled with yeast or infection you are going to replicate disease you are if this gut biome this house of living amoebas and bacteria is happy and healthy you replicate health so is that feeling of butterflies does that originate in your brain it originates in your gut so if I go and I'm like, ooh, I feel nervous, uh-huh. 
my gut knew that before my head knew that. I would say so. Really? Mm -hmm. And that is just letting the body know that it's about to do something exciting. Exciting. Or scary. (laughs) But it doesn't mean I need something right now. Maybe just oxygen. Yeah, just, just breathing just, properly. Maybe you need some guts to go do something. <laughs> but I mean, it's like your gut. You know, I took relax the other day, that little magnesium thing, because I was feeling a little under the weather, and I'm hanging on the couch, and 30 minutes, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And so there's always where I'm like, oh my stomach. And it was 20 minutes later, I was in the toilet just getting rid of life. <laughs> <laughs> getting rid of life. And again, it goes back to that gut feeling. It lets you know whether you're feeling good, whether you're feeling bad. Mm. When you're not hungry, if you're sick, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm just not hungry, I'm just not hungry. That is your gut telling you, mm. I'm busy healing and repairing. I am busy trying to get you healthier. Don't eat. Follow that gut instinct, man. You listen to your body. Your body's smart. It tells you a lot, whether you're hungry, whether you're horny, whether whatever the case yeah. may be. Just listen to that thing. Whether you're mad, yeah. anxious, gut. So it's a, like, so... Talking to you guys and just going on this deep journey this last year, I'm like, fuck, our body is literally like Wolverine. Like, it literally, (laughs) it it is like, it can do special shit. Yeah. But the interesting discussion I've had with my uh, um, psychologist this last year is that he's trying to get me to think of feelings as more a physical experience than a psychological experience, mm-hmm. which I've been finding quite interesting. He's like, so what are you feeling? It's like angry. So he's like, so what does that feel like? I feel like fucking angry, dude. He's like, no, no, no. no, no what are you feeling? It's like, <laughs> I feel warm. You know, my muscles are swollen. You know, my chest is, it's a physical experience. So all, I'm anxious. Anxiety is a big one for me. He's like, so what do you feel? He's like, it's like the, the shoulders are drooping, drooping. like um, the, the ribs are craving in, there's l- less oxygen, my breathing becomes different. So he's like uh, sad, you know, it's like cold. So he's trying to tell me, focus on the physical experience of that feeling. And then, for example, anxiety, which restricts my breathing, it's like, well, stand or do something in a position where you can actually get oxygen to your lungs. Mm-hmm you know it's like doing something about it it's like trying to figure out the why i'm a why type of girl yeah so like when we started this podcast i was nervous my heart's feeling really fast yeah it happens like i'm shaking a little bit and i said i had to tell myself just take a deep breath we're just gonna have a conversation Mm. taking a deep breath to find your inner self to realize nothing bad is gonna happen to me just sitting here (laughs) smiling (laughs) and talking If I don't know the answer to something, just say, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's Keita? I don't know. We covered Uh, this topic uh, already. uh, uh, (laughs) So getting back to the gut biome. So like uh, leaky gut or upset tummy or generally when you're, because your stool should be solid all the time, no? Ideally. Ideally. Yes. Ideally. Well, if it's constipated, that means you're dehydrated. So when it's constipated, that means... Either you're not drinking too much water or your body has absorbed it. That's why you're, it's hard to poo. Or when you have diarrhea, that means you're overhydrated and therefore it's just flushing through your body. You had no time to actually dehydrate it. That's why it comes out watery. Mm. So when it comes to leaky gut, you know, that, ger- that term is just used. Freely. Freely, yes. It's like depression. It's, yes. a, it's a blanket term for a bunch of different things it's, underneath. Yes. Like, are you angry, sad, frustrated, hopeless? 
it's a it's a it's a broad term it's like let's be more specific yeah so when people say leaky gut they go well, what's leaking you know it's kind of funny it's like well it's not really yeah. leaking pizza I mean, art is leaking at the moment <laughs> <laughs> dominoes <laughs> cadbury fuck that sounds sorry guys the cadbury egg <laughs> no no this please anyway leaky gut. So when it but is that leaky. connected to the gut biome it is. Yeah. It's 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 part of the gut biome. Because when you have leaky gut, when it means leaky, it just means that there's inflammation in your gut, therefore there is crap leaking into your bloodstream. Mm. There is stuff leaking into places that it shouldn't be there. Okay. So if it's leaky, what do you want to do? Unleak it. And how do you do that? You want to strengthen your gut. So this is hard for me to... Um, understand even though i know it's true but they say that if you take out your gut and you spread it it's about the size of three tennis courts what the fuck exactly again it's hard for me i need to see it like i'm sometimes i'm like yeah. so sorry we gotta <laughs> like they say that if you take out your enteric nervous system yeah. and your let's gut go to wimbledon and, and let's go, go taste this i go the size of three tennis because it's kind of Again, it's hard for me to understand, but that's what they say. So moving forward, I mean, mm. I'm sure they've tested it. I mean, it's in books that we learn in high school. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's impossible. But they say it's that big. So with the foods that we eat that are causing inflammation, best way I can explain is you get a mosquito bite, right? It bites you. What happens? It swells. Swelling, yeah. It swells. Itches. Itches. It turns red. Now you scratch it. That's what happens when we continue to eat foods. In this case, we talk, we have, we've had three topics, dairy, gluten, and sugar on a constant basis. We put it in. It's like a mosquito bite. Our body is made amazing. It's supposed to heal and repair, but under the same triggers over and over again. So now the mosquito, you stop itching it, and it turns into a scab. And then tomorrow, it itches again. What do you do? You scratch it, now you bleed. So that constant mm. feeding, feeding of over-inflammation, inflammation, eventually the body goes, fuck, man. You know what? I'm just going to start leaking, which just causes inflammation. And eventually that inflammation swells so much, it causes little gaps in between your intestinal lining. Yeah. Right? And that intestinal lining is semi-permeable. Something semi means some, permeable, penetrate in and out. Some things penetrate, some things can't. Little particles are allowed to smooth right out in there because they're supposed to be in there. Great. Those little particles are supposed to be in our bloodstream. Yeah. When we have leaky gut and they swell and inflame, what gets through there? Mm. Anything and everything. Therefore, now it becomes systemic and it's in our bloodstream where it's not supposed to be there. So our smart bodies go, holy crap. Hello, Mr. Protein. Hello, Mr. Virus. Hello, Mr. Whatever. You're not supposed to be here. So now we're going to make antibodies mm. because your body's that smart. Now it has to fight whatever is in your system instead of working on keeping you alive and healthy whether it's be your gut biome or working yeah. on leaking it out now it's on defense mode 24 7 as long as you continue to eat this dairy gluten and sugar it's on defense mode Fuck. it's like this uh, the computer within your body is just so oh. so advanced it's so advanced it knows what to do every single time it's like but then the... it crashes mm. when it just goes i'm done man and if people don't understand that, it's like um, frostbite, for for example. Oh, it's so cool. It's like the basic idea of frostbite is the vital organs needs blood and oxygen and all of that. And it, 
it determines very fast which is the least necessary uh, body parts (laughs) (laughs) to survive. To survive. It's like if I send less oxygen to these fuckers, there's more for the heart, for the whatever. So frostbite, although it's ugly and it's terrible, it is a beautiful thing that the body actually does to help you. It's survival mode, yes. It does. This thing is smart. It just does everything naturally. It does. It releases hormones when it needs to. It makes its own cholesterol. People were like, oh my God, I have high cholesterol. Did you know you make cholesterol within the body? Yeah. So why are you trying to take it down? (laughs) We make it. So figure out why is your cholesterol high. You have to figure out the why. And if people start understanding the why, Mm -hmm. why am I tired? Why am I obese? Why I can't lose weight? Why am I almost fucked up? Why? Then you have a better understanding of your health. Why? Why Why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Is Are there some people that literally have real neurotransmitter issues and it's real depression or bipolar? Yes. You know, um, schizophrenia. Yes, that, that's one percentage or five percentage of the population. Yes, that's a totally different story. But nowadays, we're so unhealthy, whether it's our environmental, because of what we eat or how we grew up, etc., that it's misconfused into you have this. And sometimes, us as humans, we'd rather have a diagnosis and know what it is to be like, oh, I found the solution. Not knowing that sometimes what you're eating is what's causing mm. this bad mood, depression, anxiety. Who knows? Rash, skin rash. Mm. Mine was a lip rash. What was causing my lip cancer? I thought I had lip cancer. Yeah. So I'm going to try and get this on the documentary, but something that I suffered from was severely dry elbows. Mm-hmm. Like, Anya was like sometimes embarrassed of my <laughs> fucking dry. She's like, listen, Sorry, we're going to like funny. nice friends tonight. Like, <laughs> put some Vaseline on those elbows, just, my let's, friend. Let's, let's just cover, like I either put on a long shirt and I, I just don't give a fuck. But um, so when I got here and I spoke to Dr. Seth and he was just like um, talking about these things, like my uh, elbows are basically healed now. I mean, they look nice. I didn't know what they looked like before, but they look So nice. I'm going to try and find pictures. I've never gone to take a picture of my dodgy elbow, but I'm going to see if I can find one that we've done by accident and add it to the documentary. But it's just, it's crazy to see all these things, you I mean, know? And it's like, why do I have dry elbows? Yeah. I would never have thought nutrition, uh, exactly. uh, you, you know, like... Seasonal allergies, it happens in my practice all the time. Um, it's the trees. I'm allergic to the season. Sorry, 90% of that shit is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's what you're eating. It's what you're eating. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, fascinating uh, to see that the body is getting rid of everything that it doesn't want. It so, is. And I can feel at the moment. Um, I'm going to try and say this without being too crass, but it's like um, uh, the my digestive system is getting rid of more things than what it used to. So once I go to the bathroom, it's, it's, a, it's larger than what it used to because I feel like it's really unloading what it doesn't want. Where previously, it was just really struggling to get rid of the stuff. And I feel like if I've had a, a, a big meal, the next day it's like I can about go to the bathroom and I continue my day as if almost feel like I have four-wheel drive. Yeah. You know, you go into sand, your four-wheel drive just can fucking continue. Where before, like, you almost get stuck in that sand and it's slow... It's just this internal thing's not working nicely. And, and you know, two things. We need a lot of good fats in our diet. So when people go, yeah, I eat avocados and walnuts, 
you've been with us for the past four four weeks. How much fat do you eat? You have fat in your coffee. You have fat in the sardines. Mm. You have fat. I mean, even when I cook, there is extra butter. There's extra mm. coke. I mean, it is a high amount of fat, mm. which is phenomenal. Again, we forget the fat lubricates our brain, our yeah. arteries, our cholesterol. And we didn't have bleeding. walnuts and avos. We, we didn't have any walnuts. We had like each like an avo or two avos. A few avos, but we we hide fat in everything or the foods that we eat are high mm. in fat content mm. not only that another great thing that um, i noticed i mean i'm my own little self-experiment body odor if you have body odor something that you're eating isn't working for you i mean yes we have a little body odor here and there but when you go holy snap that's out of control you gotta figure out why you have to figure out why you should have a little bit or no body odor at all. And sometimes when you're releasing toxins from your body, it can take one month, two months, three months before your body goes, oh, wow, there's no body odor. There's days that I have no body odor. When I cheat, oh, it's stinky under there. Yeah. When I don't cheat, it's not stinky under there. Because, again, I don't want to talk about it, and we're going to have to move on in a bit because we have maximum half an hour left. But, okay. Um, so... Again, if you follow <laughs> what Sanchez and Strauss, Dr. Sanchez and Strauss is saying, it is uh, overwhelming because it's like I've already bought in so much into this whole lifestyle thing. And then I got here and a week later, like Seth coming out of the bathroom, he's like, it's almost like, what the fuck is this? Like the Terminator. I'm like, it's Colgate toothpaste. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a uh, shield uh, antiperspirant. It's like, this is not good for you. I'm like, Jesus, there's nothing I can do right in this world. <laughs> and, and I'm like, the depths of health, uh, not depths of hell, but depths of health, like the, the lengths that you have to go. But coming to your thing, I haven't had body odor really? that I know of <laughs> <laughs> for a month. Something that I've noticed is previously, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like a, a, a cold locomotive that needs to take a hot shower to be warmed up to be ready to go out into my day where when i've when i've been here i haven't needed any showers in the morning if i grab my shower at night because i normally finish my day with a shower mm -hmm. i'll sleep six seven eight hours i have to take a shower before my body is warm enough to mm -hmm. face it that i haven't needed showers and even some days where in south africa i skip a shower i feel dirty for some reason there's this i haven't had my shower we here, I don't know, like I've just felt clean, I felt light, I'm like ready to go generally. It's coming and to your thing, you know, what you just said. And again, you have a full carbohydrate carbohydrate meal the night before, let it be pizza, donuts, whatever the case. You are going to wake up groggy, foggy, oh, this day's going to suck. Yeah. You don't wake up full of energy. You have a nice steak meal with some good fats and nice veggies. You go to sleep, you wake up, I promise you. Yeah. Night and day. Slightly disagree there. If you've had three <laughs> pizzas for three days and then you have a steak, you're still going to feel like shit the next Definitely. day. Definitely. So oh, I think, yeah. so, totally. I, so for, I don't know. I think it's just, um, and it's not, again, like if, if everyone's trying to get onto the bandwagon, hang out with the right people in the sense of if you feel like shit, don't be like, well, you did something wrong. No. Because I think myself included, I sometimes think I'm eating healthy and I'm very proud of myself when I got home and I'm like, I bought really good shit. I made this. And then even if I eat healthy, I feel like shit sometimes. So it's not like we do something wrong if we no. feel bad, but it's, um, 
that's going to lead into the food sensitivity. Which is my segue into the test that we do. Mm -hmm. So we're going to now, we have half an hour. Okay. So we're going to just fit the, the two topics. So we're going to talk about the Dutch test, the mm -hmm. food sensitivity test, and the and stool, stool test. test. Those three. So I have about 10 minutes on each. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Five minutes I need. You've got about 10 minutes for all three. For all three, okay. Because right. then we've <laughs> also got to talk about, so the one thing that I really want to talk about for 20 minutes is I've been on antidepressants for three years and I've been struggling for nine months to get off them. So I've been weaning myself off. But I've also been on this mood stabilizer because my psychiatrist thinks or thought I don't know what the fuck that idiot is thinking, but it's like neurological damage, which is possibly true due mm -hmm. to all this stuff. Totally. So it's like an epilepsy pill. So yeah. I've gone off that, and that's been one of the worst things I've experienced ever, um, is detoxing off that stuff. And for three days, it was a fucking nightmare. And then Dr. Uh, Cinnamon. Cinnamon over here, she's <laughs> like, well, I've got about 40 tablets that you can take every day. Every day. And... The shit's gone, it's not gone away. I'm still detoxing and I still periodically feel like shit. Like last night, I didn't feel that great. But it is a world apart from where I've been, where last Saturday I was sleeping until three in the afternoon. And even when I woke up, I don't want to be around people. I just want to be in a little cave. I don't feel comfortable moving. I don't feel... The list goes on to, I think this Saturday we went fucking to a theme park. We did. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I went to a meeting. I went fucking gymming at 10 o'clock at night. It was like... He was stoked about life. <laughs> and I'm so still awesome. uncomfortable being on 40 poles a day, uh, but it's supplements. And again, I'm putting my trust, uh, my will and my trust into people that I uh, think knows more than me and more qualified. So I do it, even though still every day I take it, I'm like, I'm, I'm not that comfortable taking these things, but I'm doing it because it's... Because there's no side effects. And we're going to talk about the supplements in detail. I have all this cool information here. So, Which one are we doing? Let's maybe do the supplements now. Let's do them now so and we're then not we rushing. have 10 minutes for fucking Perfect. food test because that's not that important for me right now. Well, I want to know about supplements because this has got to go into the documentary as well. Perfect. So you have 20 minutes, go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to go check it out i was on zytomol 10 milligram now that is the south african name for it there is a different name in america for it then i was on epitech 200 milligram now that's also a south african name there's a different name for it now my disturbance was that once we came here the doctor sat down with me and they were like we're trying to figure out your body because we are doing extreme exercise and your muscles don't burn so I will do heavy exercise and my muscles don't burn. My muscles get tired, but it doesn't burn. Next day, I don't have any stiffness in the body where Dr. Seth Strauss, that is a billion times stronger, more capable, and just a better specimen than me, his muscles are burning and he's super stiff, you know? And he did fucking 20 times, 20 million times heavier stuff and more than me. So that was the first thing that got us on. What the fuck is this medication doing to you? Secondly, I continue to get nausea whenever I got hungry. Mm -hmm. So I get hungry and I get like nauseous. Hangry. Well, not even, not even angry because I'm not angry. I'm just like, I feel like throwing up. Like I'm hungry and I feel like throwing up. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mellow. But I was like, this isn't right. 
and then also i generally eat quite healthy you know but i have all this fucking weight on me and i have this uh, fatigue and shit and then we went into the list of what it can do to you i was like how the i don't mind that the doctor put me on it what i have a big moral objection to is that he could he did not sit down with me as if you're doing a business contract, you'd be like, this is all the legal stipulations that you should be aware of, that in case something goes wrong or you feel it, please know that this is quite normal. Because what I just said, we had to learn through fucking a nightmare process. If that fucking cunt told me that this is some of the side effects you might be feeling, and I know there is... I have a responsibility to have read up. But yeah. some of that shit was not in the brief brieflet that I got. Oh, okay. Maybe it is. I'll have to go through it again. But I'm like, it should be um, forced upon <laughs> that your doctor should go through that list with you. It's like if you've signed a contract, a company has an obligation to explain to the employee or any person what they are signing. This is what you're signing, and these could be some of the consequences of what you might be feeling. So, and, over to you. And, and the last thing I'm going to say about that, you know, sometimes doctors have the right intention. Yeah. The thing is, are you willing to help the patient temporarily, or is this for a long-term solution? Mm. You know, did he have the right intentions to help Well, he you? didn't, because he wanted to diagnose me with ADD or ADHD. So before we even got to some of the other shit, he wanted to do that. And mm -hmm. all my friends and my parents were like, this guy's crazy. My wife went there later. He tried to diagnose her with ADHD, ADHD. And she's the last person in the world. And my brother did get diagnosed with ADHD. And it's like, it seems that there is some weird, yeah, like, it's it like he's, he's standing there with his hammer. Waiting. And it's like, he's just waiting for nails coming in. How many in. ADHD can I get He today? never asked me. What's your sleeping pattern like? Yeah. What are you eating? How much exercise? He told me when I was getting off a lot of foods, my cheat meal, my fucking cheat meal will be uh, seven tangerines or narches. We'll be like, well, do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no wonder you can't lose weight. I'm like, dude, that's my fucking cheat meal for the week. Seven, I wanted that's to ask. Yes. He's like, so no wonder you can't lose weight. Really? You know what I mean? So really? this is why I say there is a line of... Uh, he doesn't know much or yeah. doesn't know better. No. But I also don't think that he has the best intentions. There's something weird yeah. there. Yeah, they don't. So let's get into some supplement. So I was out of town and when I came back, I hear about... Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> when I come back, I hear about Marve's uh, detox and how he's not doing good. So already I'm like, hold on. We have to substitute one for the other. And I have some phenomenal, phenomenal supplements at the office and i remember talking to dr seth and i was like he needs this 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 and this you know that's the first few ones that come in and we're going to talk in details why those are the first ones that came up to me and dr seth is like all right we'll get them tomorrow and i was like no there's there's no tomorrow we have to get them now like this guy's suffering you know in my brain you gotta substitute one for another one particularly yeah. in some cases and the first one that I thought about was Alcedonia. Alcedonia is a... It's funny because I actually Googled Alcedonia before this And it's this not talk. acetone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spoke to a psychologist, psychologist, psychiatrist. I'm like, yeah, she put me on acetone. She's like, what? <laughs> she was like, well, guitar is a little crazy, but acetone. And it's working. <laughs> acetone. Alcedonia, and we're part of the wellness way, 
And I, I'm not sure if this is like a wellness way supplement only in it, because I actually Google Alcedonia. There is nothing you can buy of Alcedonia like over the counter. Yeah. Now, you can buy all the ingredients separately, but I believe this company has together put all those magical herbs that we have in a pill form that help, that, that are mood stabilizers. Yeah. So Alcedonia actually contains vitamin B6, B12, magnesium, and a bunch of support blends like GABA, passion flower, and 5-alpha THP. Sorry, 5-hydroxy tryptophan. 5-alpha THP. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> I can't see. And the vitamin Bs are great because vitamin Bs are, uh, they help with um, circulation, right, and arterial health. But what I love about this Alcedonia that is a mood stabilizer, it was actually recommended for me when I, when my hormones were all over the place. Mm. Hormones are over the place. My thyroid was a little bit on the low level. And again, you have to listen to your body because they actually send me in a different herb. And every time I took this herb, I remember telling Dr. Seth, I go, my mood changes. Something's not right. I'm angry. Mm. So I tell my mentor, I'm like, listen, I'm, I think I'm doing great with everybody, but with this one herb, Bacopa. Then she goes, then it's not for you. Stop it. Yeah. I didn't continue to do this just to be like, oh, we'll just get through. No, So you were almost like a little specimen test for me. You know, my little guinea pig. I was like, well, Macedonia should probably work for him. If it worked for me, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But I, I wouldn't to... recommend the, some of this. Like, I've put it in the documentary. I was like, listen, if I could go back in time, I would change a lot. Yeah. But I am glad that we did it. You know why I'm glad that I did it? I put it into a little uh, diary thing. I'm glad we fucking cold turkeyed for three days, which was not recommended to me by many professionals. Yes. Um, but I am glad we did it for the pure fact that I could see the fucking detrimental effects of not being on it. And mm. it was told to me that this is very mild things that I'm on because I did not want to go on any medication. And I'm like, is this, if, if mild new, uh, medication is doing this then what the <laughs> fuck? You know what I mean? So it was good for me to see medicated Merva, detox Merva, and then hopefully yeah. in the next six to nine months, we get back to normal Merva. Yeah, normal Merva. And I mean, again, unfortunately, I will be on supplements for the rest of my life. My life, I feel like some people are going to meet, be because again, the society that we've built, we are... We've missed our, our boat on either what our childhood was brought up, what cheap is, what we think healthy is. Therefore, we are deficient in a bunch of stuff. But moving forward, acetone. Acetone for Marvin. <laughs> it's a mood stabilizer, and I love it because it's GABA. GABA is yeah. a neurotransmitter, and it actually helps with depression and anxiety. 5-HTP. Um, 5-HTP actually is an amino acid that's made within the body that, again, helps with not depression necessarily, but sleeping, anxiety. And we can consume this in some foods. I don't know exactly where we can find 5-HTP in some foods, but it has magnesium oxides and vitamin B6 and 12, which help with circulation. So, again, it comes back with that gut biome because some of these neurotransmitters are made in the gut. So the moment you intake it, it's literally working with your brain and gut at the same time. Mm. So I knew that for you, I was like, this is going to be great for him. I know it is changing one medication for a mood stabilizer. Yeah, it's the, like lesser of two evils 
Yeah. Almost. Almost, because I know for a fact this one will have no side effects. You can yeah. get off of it tomorrow. But this you can buy without, you can sell this without having a license. Is this, or like, can you go buy this anywhere you want? Is this legal all the way? This, well, no. I, like I said, I googled this Acidonia yeah. name. You can't buy this unless via the wellness way from a professional. So a wellness way is an umbrella group that you're part of. It's an umbrella group that we're part of, correct. But it's it's not like uh, it's not like you have to have a prescription to get this. Mm -mm, no. You can just buy it. Oh, yes, like no. a herb. It, it's or like a herb. herb, like herb. you guys say. Yes, 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 yes. And it has passion flower and I love passion flower. Passion flower saved my life. Okay. <laughs> Two years ago when my uh, hormones were through the roof, my testosterone was on the floor, I was fatigued and Passion flower is just phenomenal for muscle spasms, for coming down the central nervous system. And I mean, Myra, what we did a lot with you is that work with the, not only your lifestyle, which has to do with inflammation and moods in life, but also with your central nervous system. And we forget that this is the only body part that we have no replacement for. We can have a uh, heart transplant, heart transplant, liver transplant. We can have a kidney transplant. We yeah. can have a foot transplant. We, have, we can have a brain transplant. It's that simple or a spinal cord transplant. Mm. No. So therefore, I was like, not only are we working with the chiropractic side of you and working on the central nervous system that has major massive role in your health, but also on your nutritional system that's actually feeding mm. this massive gut and brain that have a massive role in your health. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she uses the massive, the one, it's a big part of my body massively and it's literally <laughs> a big part of my body <laughs> <laughs> compared to mine mine's so little but it's like uh, also something that i'm just thinking of what they're doing like i hope you will be able to see this in a few podcasts but my body posture so i'm sure if you go to some previous podcast you'll see me sitting hunched a lot mm -hmm. and my body every now and again is trying to get me over here memory and now you're more conscious about it than yeah just, you know, but it's oh, but here. like that would never change without them and i think you know so there's uh, again what's the fucking documentary like <laughs> <laughs> it will show how we got there and also the documentary will it will continue for another six months of filming to see if it can be maintained amen if you're not staying with the with the people yeah so the other supplement i gave marve was q power that's a fancy name for CoQ10. <laughs> Q-Power. CoQ10, also known as ubiquinol. People that are actually on statins. In America, now they're learning this process. But in Canada, if you go home with statins, because statin is a drug for cholesterol, high cholesterol, it's mandatory for you to go home with CoQ10. Why? Because... The side effects that whatever cholesterol has, CoQ10 can actually reverse the side effects. Mm -hmm. America just gives you a stand and goodbye, here you go. So I gave you CoQ10 because it's made, it's not made with turmeric, curcumin, sorry, curcumin. Moving on. <laughs> Face. I gave you CoQ10 because, I mean, it is CoQ10 ubiquinol. It is great for energy, it's great for circulation, and when we talk about inflammation, we need amazing circulation for arterial health, for brain health. I mean, a lot of people that are fogginess, I mean, when it comes to inflammation, we got to feed it. It's like breathing. To me, CoQ10 is like breathing. It gives you energy. It has an, it's a natural antioxidant. We've heard about 
radicals that build inside the body that causes cancer and disease. Well, CoQ10, I just knew it was going to help you. I was like, CoQ10 is like life for all of us. Mm. So I gave him CoQ10. Again, I don't know. I've, I've only met Marva about a year ago, but I know that it's, it's, it's amazing. Again, I went with my internal instincts, and I go, CoQ10 is great for circulation. After you were like, well, you know, I'm working out, I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's stuck, man. <laughs> this guy's stuck. He's stiff. His body's not working right. Then, do you have anything to say on CoQ10? Then I gave him vitamin D3. Why vitamin D3? Ladies and gentlemen, where do we get vitamin D3 from? Sorry, quickly. Is there D1, D2? Yes. So there's a bunch of Ds. There's, there's, I think there's four Ds. Okay. And D. you gave me the D3 then. I gave you particularly D3 because it's easy for us to eat vitamin D and spinach, kale, vitamin D1, and D2. D3 is found very minuscule in food. You mainly get your D3 from the sun the sun so if you're not out in the sun on a daily basis naked for 20 minutes you're not taking enough vitamin d3 vitamin d3 it is proven it is a fact is a natural anti-inflammatory see this word inflammation is everywhere it's a natural inflammatory it protects you against cancer against heart disease against strokes i mean it's essential mm. for life mm. so normally my patients with fair skin I go, mm, you're white, man. You need some vitamin D3. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays we have this misconception that we can't go out in the sun because it causes skin cancer. Heard. Because humans, number one, we have broken the ozone layer. Therefore, the UV lights are higher. Yes. But now if you go fry yourself from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. in the sun, yes, you're damaging the, in the outside of your skin making it pink, causing inflammation. Therefore, yes, it can lead to skin cancer. So basically, let's not look for ways to stay in the sun longer. Let's just get out of the sun after half an hour. Yes. Get out <laughs> of the sun after half an hour. Or if you go at 9 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning when the sun's starting to rise, yeah. you can be out in the sun for an hour and a half. It doesn't burn you. you have you ever gone outside and you go, oh my fuck, the sun feels so good. That's how essential it is to us. Yeah. So, or you can go at four o'clock where you can actually get from four to five. You can go out to the sun and you you won't even get burnt. Mm. Yeah. That right there is essential for life. So the goal is don't get burnt. Don't, don't go burn yourself out. You should never sun. become pink. Um, light pink is fine. Okay. Don't get lobster red. Yes. Yeah. That you have burned yourself. Yeah, for you have damaged your skin cells. Mm. So yes, and prolonged damaging repetition over and over and over again, yes, it's going to cause skin cancer. Cool. But nowadays we're scared of the, the sun. So we are, my patients are deficient in vitamin D3 to the fullest. A nice normal range of vitamin D3. If you ever get a blood test, it's anywhere between 60 and 80 milligrams. I have patients with 14. Okay. Yeah. No bueno. So I knew that, boom. Even though you are in the sun a lot in South Africa, again, I don't know what your vitamin D3 levels are, but in the moment in time, you will get tested and then we'll go from there. Sweet. But then again, it helps with anti-inflammation and my job right now was to work on your inflammation, which is what the CoQ10 is for as well. Then I put Marvin Ashawanda. How is, the, is that the pronunciation? No, it's just the way I say it. <laughs> What is the correct pronunciation of that? Ashwagandha? Yeah, right there. Ashwanda. Ashwagandha? Ashwagandha. Something like that. Something like that, yes. The reason I gave you this one is because I was putting that one too. 
it is a massive, he is a massive man. It is an amazing <laughs> adaptogenic herb. Adaptogenic, what does that mean? It adapts. It actually adapts to your internal environment. So if you have high stress level, if you have high cortisol, it actually works on lowering it. If you have high cholesterol, it works on balancing it out. It literally just balances it out. Don't know what your stress level is like. It works on your adrenals. It works on overall internal environment. So again, taking you off of one. Hmm. I didn't see you via the detox process, but I remember asking Seth, how's he doing? And Seth is like, he's not doing good. I was like, pfft. This adaptogenic will help balance your internal state of what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Cool. I can definitely notice this. So I'm flying uh, to South Africa oh my God, that's in right. uh, seven hours. And uh, if I look calm, I, I, I attained a little bit of anxiety about five, ten minutes ago because we're running out of time, one. But it is also a bit like... But I'm super calm for a guy that flies to... My wife always says, like, what time... She said yesterday, like, what time are you leaving tomorrow? I'm like, uh, flight's leaving at 5. She's like, oh, so you're going to be at the airport at 7 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much anxiety on days that I fly that I just want to get to the airport and just hang out, and just hang out there until the... And I'm doing a fucking podcast and I'm actually Literally. present, which is, it's crazy. So there's a, so there is, we are not going to talk about it, but it's, it's, it's strange for me sitting here being able to focus and do this because it's, uh, it's not you. It's not me. You're like, no, I gotta go to the airport. You have 10 minutes to finish the rest. Whew. Well, no, that was it. I put you on Ashwanda, vitamin D3. Oh, fish oil is the last one. Uh, Ubiquinol. Macedonia, which nobody can find outside of yeah. me, <laughs> and fish oil. Why fish oil? Again, I'm going to come back. I'm repeating myself because I gave you anything that's going to bring down inflammation, that's going to stimulate your brain, mm. and that is essential for your health. Fish oil is found in small fish, sardines, mackerel, herring, salmon. I mean, again, if you eat these constantly, you have a variety of fish on a daily basis, you don't need to supplement on fish oil. Mm. But you got to eat it on a literally daily basis. You don't need vitamin D3 if you're out in the sun for 20 minutes. So, I mean, there's substitution for this. Some of us cannot be out in the sun or eat fish on a daily basis. Some people don't even like fish. So yes, you need fish oil for the rest of your life if you want to prevent Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. It goes back to brain health. Inflammation or anti-inflammation, brain health. Mm. It's that simple, Marve. And all of these is through the wellness way, except the fish oil. Um, no, you can actually find these anywhere. Yeah, but the ones acetone. I'm consuming. <laughs> except acetone. Yeah, but the ones I'm consuming are all through the wellness way, except the fish oh, oil. yes. Except the fish oil. And all which of is them are legal herbs. herbs. All of them are legal herbs, over the counter. Yes, not but one is a prescription. But stuff like kava, that becomes, I think, is not available in South Africa. Oh, there are some, I can't remember, but like Seth uh, said, like. Albizia is not in South Africa. I believe we, we tried finding that for Nina's boyfriend yeah so there are some of the stuff that he's asked me to get a year ago but i'm like some of those things you can't get in our country yes you probably can't get but uh country. all quite interesting uh you have nine minutes to is uh, to do food sensitivity test dutch test and stool test all right. summarize that in nine here we go food sensitivity why food sensitivities if you're experiencing again skin rashes bloating headaches <laughs> lip rash Whatever the case may be, fogginess, food sensitivity will actually let you know what foods that you have a, an allergic reaction to, 
momentarily, keeping in mind that a food sensitivity isn't for the rest of your life. A lot of people think it is. It's temporary because your body does what? Heals and repair. Heals and repair on a daily basis. You, it's like a fish tank. All of a sudden, you don't have a filter and the fish start pooping and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? You got to start taking some water out, dumping some good water in, dump some water out, some, dump some water in. And your body, and the fish tank will actually, and you put in a damn filter, that thing's going to get pretty. Mm. The same thing with your body. Remove the foods that are causing inflammation, you start healing and then you can introduce them little by little. But you don't know until you test. Would you ever take a blood pressure medication without getting your blood pressure taken and monitoring it for a few months? Mm. Exactly. So you can say, well, I'm not losing weight or I'm, if you're not reaching your end goals and you think you're eating healthy, whatever that entails, food sensitivity will actually help rule out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's that simple. For me, it was only six things, but it was six things that I was doing every damn weekend. Onion, red pepper. Brewer's yeast, which is found in beer and cane sugar strawberries so that taste that you do it's about 100 items that it's checking for it tests for 110 items and i know that nowadays there's there's hair and the skin pricks when we were younger y'all that's dinosaur era and like cars drive themselves now Mm. and apple phones are moving move forward in technology it's like that there's nothing more accurate than a blood test cool blood draw actually lets you know what's a picture of moment in time if it's a hair thing ladies gentlemen it's dead how much information can you get from dead hair or particularly if you dye it or bleach it, there, there's no life in yeah. here. Yeah. And food tastes, I think uh, Carolyn podcast, we did it like it can change. Oh, it can totally change. So if you change yourself, then you literally change yourself. So in a year, you might not be allergic to onions, Yeah. but you can become again allergic to cucumber. To but again, that's why we have no high blood pressure today or cholesterol or cancer, and the next year, all of a sudden, you have cancer or high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You are a specimen that's actually moving forward either towards health or towards disease. Cool. Dutch test, two minutes. That's it. Moving on. Stool. Stool, stool test. Stool test. Stool test. So the stool test can tell you so much. So it is a fact. It is known that we know seven life bacteria that live in our gut. Seven. The test that we run in the office actually tests for five. If you're missing one of them, there is a problem. That means your gut biome isn't as healthy as you think you are. There's always, there could be an imbalance and there could, there could be an infection. When it was in my case, I had an infection I had no idea about. Zero. Again, I didn't have any bloating, any diarrhea, any constant constipation. It lets you know if you have a yeast overgrowth. A small amount of yeast is normal in our body. It's in our skin, it's in our mouth, it's in our anus, it's in our vagina, it's everywhere. But an overgrowth due to shitty diets, gluten, sugar, sweets, Whatever the case may be will cause an overgrowth. And if there is a yeast in your gut, it's called the yeasty beastie, you will never be healthy. You will never, ever be healthy. You have to kill infections. You have to kill yeast. And some of these are silent. Mm. The stool test also tests for parasites. Literally. I think it's about 30 parasites. And this is crazy. So yesterday I'm doing a stool test for this client and on the first page he's like oh i've been on the same supplement for three years you know i'm good i was like well maybe you need to revisit your supplement because your two bacteria are not growing it says ng no growth you should have seen his face and he had a massive amount of imbalanced bacteria and i'm like so whatever your probiotics are doing aren't killing this bacteria or this imbalance you know you gotta have a balance internal you know again you're moving towards health you're moving towards disease he didn't have an infection. If you have an infection, you have to kill it. Kill it. And he was like, oh, well, good. At least I don't have a parasite. I looked at this test 
three times. My wellness coach, Carolyn, looked at it. When I flipped the page and I go, well, luckily you have any parasites. I opened my eyes and there it is. He had dysentemic amoebas, which is a, a form of parasite. And I go, holy snap, I'm so sorry. I have missed your parasites in your gut. And I looked at, I met this guy briefly. He did not look unhealthy at all. He's, right? He looks very dapper. And he actually just lost like 10 pounds. Yeah, he looks great. He looks Super great. friendly, super nice. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So, we speak about the parasite protocol. It actually lets me know how your pancreas is doing. Yeah. Your enzyme, how you're actually chewing. Are you chewing and digesting your fibers, your protein, and carbohydrates nicely? It lets me know what your inflammatory markers are. Patients that are suffering from ulcerative colitis or IBS. Um, lets me know your inflammatory markers. My favorite one is secretary IgA. Your secretary IgA is like the skin of your gut. It lets me know how your primary of defense is in your gut biome. Mm. It's is it undercharge or is it overcharge? Obviously, we always want a medium, but if it's overcharge, it's a good thing and lets me know that it's actually working. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm. But if it's an undercharge, I'm sorry, you're leading towards disease because you want your immune system, your system of defense nice and powerful. Mm. Do you want four Marvis going into war or do you want 150? Mm. Mm. Exactly. And then the last thing it does, it lets me know if you have any ulcers indoor rectal bleeding or internal bleeding it's a phenomenal test great phenomenal test you have two minutes to do the last one is it the dutch test the dutch test is a phenomenal hormone test it lets me know more than just numerical values not just you know you do a blood work and it's like here's the estrogen here's your testosterone here's your cortisol Uh uh-uh the dutch test lets me know the pathways so is it your liver issue not converting properly is it more your adrenals that are not converting into testosterone into estrogen is it your pregnenolone or is it your um your androgens which are male versus female characteristic hormones which of these or if it's too high or low is it an insulin resistant or is it thyroid so this this dutch hormone test the best part about it, it literally looks at your body and it lets you know where the problem is. Is it your melatonin that you're not sleeping? If you don't have, if you have low melatonin levels, it actually leads to depression and anxiety. Or is it your cortisol? Either it's too much inflammation, therefore you have free cortisone within your body, mm. or is it cortisol, which is your stress level? And I mean, it's it's nicely detailed in just numerical values, which is what we're used to. Here's a piece of paper with numbers. It's high, low. And just because your testosterone is low doesn't necessarily mean we give you testosterone to increase it. We go, mm-mm, F that. It's actually your DHEA. You need to sleep a little more. You need to change your alarm clock. You need to do this. So, I mean, it's working on lifestyle, too, more than just giving you something for something that you're deficient in. Mm. It's, it's like an official audit of your body. And you get like an official audit and... Fuck, let's just, there, yeah. that's your action plan. Yeah, like for example, when my patients come in low with ferritin, what does the doctor want to do? They want to put them on the iron pills. And I go, stop, no. We don't, let's not give you iron pills for your low ferritin. Let's actually stimulate. What actually stimulates, let's give you beef liver tablets that stimulate the liver, which will actually produce iron. Hmm. See, versus just giving you iron for it. Sometimes you just take them and you poop them out. So you're not helping the metabolism of the body where probably you're just supplementing something that's slow and not necessarily isn't what you mm, need. Mm, mm, mm. 
That's the Dutch, isn't it? I cannot believe it. There's 15 seconds left before <laughs> we hit 11. Hey, man. Let's the mic. We got to wrap it up because <laughs> uh, we still have quite a few activities to do before we uh, get me to the airport. Get you to the airport. And, and my anxiety is kicking in. It's kicking in. <laughs> I'm so like, I've got to pack the up. fucking podcast up. I've got to go pack all my bags. I've yes. got to like... Uh, Dry your blood. i got to do a few things. We're doing my blood test a bit later. I was going to... I thought um, we might do it on camera a bit later so uh, we'll definitely capture oh, totally. that for the um for the documentary totally because did you tell him how cute you were when uh, there was a four-year-old child screaming bloody murder because <laughs> she didn't want to get her blood drawn of course as a four-year-old child and here comes marvin he was like you want to see me i'll get my blood drawn <laughs> we draw his blood and they're like what do we do we're like we're throwing away your blood now <laughs> we don't need it <laughs> yeah unfortunately it didn't work though <laughs> it did calm it down for five minutes but uh but yeah. you know it actually went through the, ta- the lab actually ran the blood and we got her results, even with half a millimeter okay. of serum. That's so good. Was that good. was uh, one of the most traumatic <laughs> hours of my life, just listening to this go. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you so much, Marvin. Thank you. It was awesome Sweet. being here. <laughs>